Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. We have Anand Dutta on the show. Anand is currently the VP at Nexus Ventures Partners. Uh, Nexus Venture Partners is India's leading venture capital fund with over like 1.5 billion dollar uh, under management and an active portfolio of about more than 70 companies. Anand at Nexus VP he focuses on investing in early stage seed or series A uh, companies. So Anand such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much Sunil for having me. Yeah, yeah a- I yeah I quickly like gave a very short introduction of you. but uh, maybe in your own words can you tell more about yourself and what kind of uh, journey you have had in in the saas ecosystem sure sure so i am fairly new at investing if you want to put it that way i have yeah. been an investor for one year but prior to that i have been mostly in operation side and more on the entrepreneurial venture as well of my mm-hmm. own if i have to go back to like and i'll not put it as a saas ecosystem sunil i and i'll give you the reason why i don't call it a saas ecosystem saas okay. is a way of delivery or a way of revenue collection right uh, technology con- companies have now existed for decades right like yeah. and i think probably salesforce and others were pioneers who started collecting software as a service sort of revenue streams because they saw the power of this revenue collection model however till probably was 70% of the uh, softwares are sold as licenses and saas is proliferating right. very fast and i think covid will make it faster mm-hmm. uh, but saas is more a way of delivery of the software yeah. and collection of revenue makes sense uh, so i will rather put it that what has been my uh, interaction with the software and the tech ecosystem and then mm-hmm. we will discuss in more detail what is this delivery model and what is the power of it and then how we should leverage more from it you know right and this goes back uh, even like obviously i did my undergrad from iit kharagpur in 2006 and back then was the time when the first time like you know like it services was majorly the trend in india but the first time some of the tech companies and others were coming uh, into india so we were mm-hmm. we were hearing about uh, some of these like trilogies of the world or facebook and google coming into campuses and hiring and and mm-hmm. the first bunch of guys were going to valley and getting exposed to this my first brush with the larger technology companies would be in strategy consulting when i took a transfer and went to valley and mm-hmm. and people like activision blizzard which is a very big gaming company qualcomm cisco these were my clients and i was working and very interestingly because we are talking about saas now our projects in these companies were more like you know we are in the licenses mode uh, mode how do we go into saas how do we make sure that we can increase the life cycle lifetime value of our products easier to deploy easier to you know give more updates mm-hmm. on the cloud because after salesforce got launched i think pretty much people started to wake up and realize that you know earlier model used to be on premise you will go a year long license will be sold over golfing and like, yeah. you know having high tea with people and then one year later if you have to change or upgrade for upgrade meant like a huge process because everybody will have to download some put some disks on download do some sort of coding and here mm-hmm. there was a new powerful way of hosting everything and and cloud is what actually frankly if you want to look at the pivotal moment of what yeah, changed makes so as it was the introduction of cloud and that's where salesforce come came in so through cloud you can suddenly say that you know like you can just switching switch off no operating cost like no capex sort of a cost where you have to put in this new software and you have to really uh, drill down into changing everything within the organization to put an upgrade on 
And from that, where came this power of SaaS or software as a service? Right. My first brush, actually, now when I think, think back, was even a little before that, and I did not realize because <laughs> Anish and others, KK, uh, uh-huh. they were my batchmate. Anish and KK were batchmate from IIT Kharagpur. And uh-huh. they were these two guys, like, we were always like, what happened? Like, you went down and then we are opening some company called Capillary. Mm-hmm. What is this Capillary? <laughs> What are you guys doing? Then mm-hmm. bunch of very good friends, one of them whom I've invested in now, Abhijit, he joined Capillary as a, among the first few employees or something. And they, there, these guys were, they were getting money from Rajan Anandan at that time. And then they raised from, you know, like around $15 million. And we were like, whoa, what happened over here? Yeah. Like, uh, we were thinking that KK, one of the most intelligent guys you'll meet, leaving his lucrative job. I think he got a job offer in Microsoft, Trilogy, one of them. You you had leaving and Anish was working at ITC. He left that job to start right. up. What is happening over there? But yeah. that was more my interaction with startup than just SaaS only. But uh, later I realized what they were doing and understood. Yeah, that take it ecosystem. So yeah. that that was there. Obviously after that I quit consulting. I worked with uh, Franklin Templeton. Mm-hmm. Financial services are among the largest users of technology. If you look at technology product, so yeah. I was working in their global strategy team. We were working in strategies such as, you know, build by uh, or take it as a outsourced. There are legacy IT things. There are various other SaaS products which you use. So we could already see that what is the power of SaaS. And once you get in, how their recurring revenue steps in, right. how you on the go keep improving the product. That's what you can do on SaaS. Unlike in licensing mode model, where every improvement in the product, you'll have to ship it down and make sure that people have to do. Here, you, whenever you are, you know, think about it like the way your app updates happen right now on your phone. Similarly, exactly, on enterprise yeah. level, whatever you are learning from the customer, you are able to keep on upgrading it. That's right. a huge power. And that's where in Franklin, I also realized that the power of software lies there. Obviously, I worked in consumer after that for a very long time. Like I worked mm-hmm. in management, I was a founding team member. I worked with Bima, which was more an insurance solution provider. So we were not there as SaaS, but insurance right. solution provider. But mm-hmm. once I joined on the investing side, I'm getting to work very closely with Gudera. I one of my, in fact, my first investment was uh, Nectar, which is again as I talked about Abhijit, who is working on the sales tech side of SaaS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very exciting days. I keep interacting with a lot of our portfolio companies, like, and get to meet people like Ankit and others who are like nice are over there. So yeah, so uh, throughout this, I believe if you look at it, cloud as the driver and mm-hmm. SaaS or software as a service model of collecting revenue or giving recurring, you know, like continuous update or the freedom or the ability to close the license whenever you want and move on to others. That drives the power of this this model where Mm -hmm. you are a lot more ready to experiment and start with a product. And that's where all this premium model, all this try three months for free. That comes because you can switch in, switch off. There is no this thing. That's a very powerful way of giving technology and overcoming the technology barrier. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot of this, for example, when I've been in Franklin Templeton, you will see people who have been working there for 40, 50 years. Yeah. For them to make the way the change things work, change it, that's a huge barrier. And yeah. if it's not for SaaS, the technology adoption will not move that fast. As totally. It and I think it helps in biz- the overall business model as well. SaaS companies would retain more customers as as compared to a non-SaaS model, right? Because you you sell and then you forget and 
and you don't know you're not connected with your customer on a daily or a weekly or a monthly basis where you're shipping updates and you're talking to them whereas in saas you're constantly connected so i think it improves the chances of retention as well and helps in increases the lifetime value of that particular customer too so yeah overall it it worked out for like everyone like yeah and thanks to cloud and thanks to like many companies who disrupted that's amazing and yeah talking about abhijit so yeah thanks a lot for the introduction so he was on on this uh, show a few episodes back yes. and you know people can definitely go and check check uh, that episode out. i would encourage people because he is one of the very few people who have scaled asas from 0 to 50 million in like enterprise and yeah. more than see we are a very product first investors we always believe in product but never underestimate the power of sales in any category yeah. sales and all and and to Makes get sense. your sales engine going you will see a lot of companies now just like claries of the world the people.ai and all this yeah. of nectar this will this will this will focus a lot in improving the productivity of sales folks. definitely yeah. definitely yeah so talking about like you know saas ecosystem or as you call it the tech ecosystem who charge in a subscription model way right <laughs> so what what is that that state in india right like covid has impacted a lot obviously and i think it has more than impacted i think it has given more of a level playing field for many people or many companies who were not doing big or were not innovating ground to innovate space to innovate and you know acquire like bunch of new customers so this, the whole thing is being maybe disrupted like you know in india so according to you what 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 is the state of current uh, like you know what is this current state of saas in india so let's break it down into two levels right first yes covid is going to be a first level is at the global level what will happen yeah. in the saas and then comes at the india level right you know mm-hmm. if in like any other company any other industry there will be a consumer side there will be a supply side right mm-hmm. and in technology specifically things which are using used as saas it's mostly a global game there's not going to be technology apart from vertical uh, saas of course there can be some vertical saas Oh, and and very few things which are made for like SME SaaS or something which is very very typical to the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly and largely SaaS will be a global play, right? right? So whatever happens and impacts at globally will impact consumption in India also in a certain way. And similarly, the supply side is a little more uh, curious case for India because India has a high concentration of developers and the you know, the STEM engineers part of it. so mm-hmm. how does that impact with remote working becoming more and more prevalent that will be very very interesting outcome on yeah. if you look look at on the demand side what what covid will do is or already doing is the demand for cloud will go through the roof mm-hmm. what will happen is that people will be working more and more remotely whether it be remote security or whether it will be people engagement on hr tech or mm-hmm. whether it will be you know managing expenses which are which earlier you could just there are still companies in which you will put your bills in an envelope and drop it all this will move have to move on to technology and more technology adoption right and uh, all this will have to move to cloud because uh, how many of these companies can actually afford to set up an on premise and on this thing and uh, all that sort of infrastructure and mm-hmm. none, nobody will want to right now right you want that flexibility of that gives, gives you the speed also right if i want to do it within the right. months i will always go through the saas way like just install it from the cloud take a premium model maybe try it for some time some features and then keep upgrading 
So demand side, there is no doubt at all that there will be a huge, huge boost to demand on the all the SaaS products uh, currently. Multiple areas where technology adoption will move much fast. Right. Areas such as like uh, cyber security and others will also see a boost. Right. Uh, very, very bullish one on this one. Right. Secondly, what happened on the supply side? What India will uh, see as a force multiplier is that. As working becomes remote, there is then then frankly there is no difference between if I'm not sitting in Valley and I'm sitting in let's say Omaha, there is the no difference between difference between me and a person working from India, right? Until unless he's the quality is good. So right. and any which way H1B will be sending many be many people back to India and then they will still work for those companies. So the practices of working from here to the global companies will increase. Yeah. That that generally deepens the talent pool as well. So what happens because of that, there is a good vicious cycle going on there which will increase and deep, increase and increase the quality of the talent pool that is in India. And mm-hmm. this first generation of the product SaaS products company or the product companies that we have software product companies that we have seen coming out mm-hmm. uh, from India, I think this will just accelerate and more and more good software product companies will come out from India. Right. So definitely, definitely that will happen. What will also happen is that if you see in between this customer and supplier, actually productivity tools and DevOps tools, that entire segment. And we are already seeing multiple great companies coming out for, from, for developers pool. Yeah. That that will become a more prevalent thing because as this pool deepens, there are more people who understand what are the developer problems that they are solving for. Generally, the developer problems are solved for themselves. What happens is that they will do something, put it on GitHub, make it free, make people use it, and then create a premium version on top of it. Mm -hmm. So that's how the products also, and and, then these products go as bottoms of adoption. People talk about this, they move into communities. There is some evangelist who will come up and things fixed. We will Definitely. see more of that happening from India, maybe. Uh, so the India and the Valley bond will increase tighter and this will see some more of DevOps tool coming out over there. Yeah, makes sense. And then like multiple thoughts. So, but first one is a lot of companies in India who have this SaaS model are building here and selling here itself. And a and lot of others who build here and sell outside, right? Like companies like Freshworks who started in India, Zoho, and you know, and they scale outside, even capillary, right? Like capillary also like multiple, like if you take any of the top 10, 20 SaaS companies in India who are above 10 million ARR or even 50 million ARR, they, they have the huge chunk of like, you know, customer base, which is in the U S or Europe or like Southeast Asia region. So what, what do you think like, you know, is, is the space or what do you think it's, there is an opportunity of, you know, scaling a 10 million ARR or a 50 million ARR business for a SaaS company, but by only selling in India, like you don't want to restrict, but then huge chunk of that should come from India because India is definitely a SaaS market. Yes. Again, as you mentioned, like a lot of developers. So do you think like, is there a DevOps focused SaaS company who is, who's doing, who is doing that? Right. I think Postman would definitely be the V1, but any, anything apart from that. No, no, they see there are two distinct things, right? That DevOps mm-hmm. part is inherently global. It's just a, it's a person, this thing. Like you, yeah. you can, if I'm a developer, I'm using Postman, I'm here or I'm in US, you don't know. And secondly, still Postman, uh, a lot of the sales mostly most comes from the US. And that's exactly, yeah. 
to your original question whether a 10 million yeah and i'm not going to put a number because number predictions are generally they fall flat. yeah i i know huh. just uh, yeah. just to put some context <laughs> yeah no no worry like i've been a consultant i've done that and i've been <laughs> out in 10 years yeah so uh, the the key point over there is that can let's put a broad subjective question can a substantially large company yeah something like that yeah just by focusing on indian revenue indian saas revenue mm-hmm. my answer to that at current state is no Uh, very very difficult uh, just because it depends on the customer so you do not have the large or the smb based who can pay indian economy is still small and mostly based out of sme and msmes right so right. Uh, there is some sme saas like khata book and open credit are coming along mm-hmm. uh, they will have to find out non saas ways of monetizing that that's the problem right and mm-hmm. there are some there are some offshoots like webpar and all which are in the Videos like the, again the SME SaaS side of thing, which who are able to charge it and who are able to prove VCs like us wrong. Because and and by the way, I as personally love to be proven wrong by an entrepreneur. My 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 day job is to guess that this is going to happen, and I take those guesses. But if an entrepreneur can go and execute and prove me wrong and create a large company, largest companies are get get created by contrarian bets. Yeah. So, so people like webar and others they they are going out there and you know like are proving like let's say 50 mil, 50 rupees 100 rupees the smes msmes are are ready to pay but you are asking me at this point of time to take a, a bet on that at this point of time i do not have enough indicators to say that very very large company can come out of it offshoots are there we can already see like even small merchants or small kirana shops people pay 100 to 100 rupees for hotstar mm-hmm. for example Just right. for example, right? right? They can pay for software or services like that. Uh, it was a game to see, but Indian, in general, Indian industry has been a little frugal on uh, paying for SaaS and payment in the SaaS ecosystem. Also, by the way, apart from just revenue payment collection, especially you are if you are a vertical or a more a horizontalish SaaS, uh, mm-hmm. payment collection can be challenge at times. So many yeah. companies. Who are in the retail vertical SaaS? They have those two or three large modern retail format people only to go for, mm. uh, and then you can face uh, payment collections uh, problem over there. So uh, net net down arrow. My if you ask me personally, at this point of time, I don't see a very large company on SaaS coming out just focusing on India and yeah. crack a parallel monetization scheme, monetization stream. They will have to go global. yeah but curious to know what what would be those challenges right because let's say if you want to build a 10 million arr business like putting some numbers to it right selling to 10 lakh people is a very until unless your product goes viral viral yeah uh, it's very very difficult right and yeah. and how many of you know businesses I mean, you can do it so that obviously there would there would be challenges right and there are challenges that's why it hasn't happened yet right mm-hmm. so i i i put these challenges in let's say five different types of buckets one is startups one is funding one is people one is technology and one is market right so what where do you think the challenges lie in, and what are what are the different challenges in each of these buckets according to you sure yes i think starting with let's say startups to start with like no i would not straight jacket this into five buckets only i think the challenge there is more into the consumer or indian businesses mindset i would say because what maybe the market basically let's call it a market yeah, yeah. yeah something like let's call it a market yeah right thing to call is that the market currently doesn't exist probably and the reason mm. if we drive down dig down to the reason below that like one level below the drivers 
biggest challenge uh, is actually in the mindset in adoption of technology whether this will or the see what happens is uh, let me take a step back what mm -hmm. does technology do it automates things generally gets into the workflow and makes to work make you to work on that more in a streamlined easy way in a high quality way but that would mean that it gets done again and again in that same pattern that's mm -hmm. that's what the precisely technology does right and if you go to technology product and not technology solutions or services then you are you even what you want to do is to come to the most optimum sort of a product and say that hey do it this way mm -hmm. whereas what happens in india is that you have got cheap labor so yeah. you always try to go for solutioning and say ki ye to apne tarah se bana first of all you would not want to pay for a, a tech product you'll say yaar kitna fayda milega isko automate karke kitna kat jayega so take for example financial suites for for example or hr mm -hmm. hr ms right like this already theek hai एक्सेल पे मेरा बंदा तो बैठा हुआ कर ले रहा है उसका रुपए चार्ज है राइट तो व्हाई but that is where you have to come out of that into the mindset of that i want to pay for a better way of doing work uh, nice. and that will slowly happen uh, that will happen in future as the you know the salary levels of people also increase as as uh, people the first generation of people come who have tasted you were using technology and who are less also afraid of technology because they have now used app on their mobile phones and all so mm -hmm. that will happen but all i'm saying is that i don't happen to see that happening next 5 years and and yeah and and what will happen in india is that you'll see a lot of copycats a lot of solutions that is available somebody will yeah. see that ye do so take the example of tally for example probably yeah. 80% of the tally's market is sold as a pirated counterfeit market <laughs> yeah. people use tally but at the same time people still use ca people are not putting like they have not gone for a or complete automate now whether a solution like bank open will suddenly open up people where no code low code solution which is more customizable customizable people are seeing and just making it for their uh, own own platform mm -hmm. uh, things will play out right things will play out totally but is it is it also in the founders ecosystem that let's say if anyone is starting a company <clears throat> and they're putting their putting their product at like you know 10 million uh, sorry 10 dollar per month uh, they're pricing the product and that product they are not they are not investing any time in in selling in india at, like at all right because they they want to they want to scale to us they want to scale to e europe they want to scale in southeast asia and they they totally ne neglect selling in india because that has become like you know a trend like say amongst founders i don't know maybe you would know better but is is it is it that or is it still like you know something different right like founders are not because i i spoke to many and from from what i spoke with they sell the majority of their business come from us yes but they the thing is they don't try to sell in india at all like they like the, there's no there's no effort or there's no time or invested in selling in india at, at all but then on contrary right let's say if you take any indian company it's any tech indian tech company like you know even zomato swiggy danzo now they would be using some saas products to run their operations inside now they they are using saas products which are let's say 
like built in outside india like you know any us company or any european company now they are using those kind of products to like run the in house operations or run the in house things so why can't that that same be replaced by a company a saas company which is or saas product which is built in india yeah no interesting question sunil like they can definitely be replaced and i don't think that's a problem from founders mm-hmm. founders will do the best what is that comes out to the best for the, their company they have yeah. got uh they have not got no affiliation or they have got no responsibility to grow ki india mein saas use kar rahe hai ki nahi yeah yeah at the end of the day they have to grow their company correct yeah. their responsibility is towards the mission they have picked up and if the money comes from us if the money come from europe you go to us or europe like why would they come to india or makes sense but to the yeah. question that you are asking definitely and see most of the saas first of all like we are again as i said as the first point in my in our discussion we are and the entire industry i see put saas as a very broad stroke the saas may enterprise saas get sold sold very differently so for right. example kudera is an enterprise saas yeah we started from india completely most of the indian most of our revenue and people were focused on india and 80% of our revenue was coming at india but the gross margins over there were probably close to 10% 20% this way 30% at max because everything even after putting a saas solution over there or a platform people will be expecting the larger enterprises will be expecting that child logo ko aur batha do and that customers putting uh, yeah. that customer success team putting five people and all then that there is no power of the saas saas power is that every incremental sale your gross margin goes to 98% almost because mm-hmm. there is nothing that you need to do after that that's how the saas products work right that kills the margin we shifted the entire business to us like not entire business but we shifted the entire focus to business mm-hmm. uh, focus to us and the gross margins have gone to 70% now right. so and then it's increasing because more and more sales are happening over there yeah so lucrative yeah obviously and make, make i would say more than lucrative sensible thing to do yeah why would you ever stay in any business where the gross margins are lower yeah. and also the the pool is lower if you do a 2 by 2 where there is the revenue pool and there is that revenue pool profitable definitely and if i high you would definitely go there mm-hmm. and but that said and, and that is just enterprise then after that comes smb where if you look at the fresh works and those of the world how does that mod- that model work you create a top of funnel then the top of funnel calls and your inside sales tries to convert and you convert then you pay at a dollar right then that money is uh, if the sort of cac you are paying if you are get to convert a lifetime value where somebody is ready to pay let's say 20 dollars versus somebody is ready to pay 5 dollars yeah that's very different and and still if you compare the businesses right the size of business i know you are giving an example of let's say zomato and swiggy picking up mm-hmm. but if you compare that to the smb size of the us us economy is 20 trillion dollar we are 2 and a half trillion dollar yeah. we are at next next yeah that is also there are next difference and this 2 and a half trillion dollar economy is spread over 1.5 billion people yeah so our gdp per capita is probably 20 times lower than 25 times to be precise lower right. than the gdp per capita of us so there is no way that the economics of this will work work actually if i were a founder i would always try to leverage the arbitrage where if i have let's say people who can make this product at one fifth the price and i'm able to sell it at a higher price why would i yeah exactly that said last point to add over there is that most of the indian startup they don't neglect indian you know consumer they start piloting with the indian consumer they try to do something over here 
and yeah. then they try to expand. Okay. Any of the companies you look at that, that's what Capillary did. Most recently, Darwin Box is also doing that. Every every other company tries to do that. Of course, that is where the challenges also come from, come come to the companies, and we can discuss that. Like right. making a product for India is very different from making a product. Yeah, for totally. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think Whatfix also did that in a way, and now we also focus on on the US and Europe and Absolutely. let's say outside India market. Yeah, which makes sense because it's, the size of the market yeah. is higher, the gross margins is higher. Definitely. And, and frankly, as a Indian, and if you take the nationalistic fervor also in that, mm-hmm. I think that makes much much more sense because you are getting back dollars to the country. Yeah. That will then flow back into the economy, and that will then drive the economy to have more spending. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so irrespective of any SaaS company, like you know, who sell in India, who sell outside India, how are you or how is Nexus helping these SaaS companies or whatever your portfolio is in SaaS, like you know, solve these these challenges that that your portfolio gets. So like, what are different like things that you do to you know help the founders or help the whole company solve any of the challenges that that are faced? Yeah, I will definitely. Although we are. Investors into all these companies. All the credit always lies with the entrepreneur. It's the yeah. Entrepreneur calls it and does it. All at Nexus we can do is that we can be sounding board to the companies. We can open doors to them in different yeah. places and whatever they want. And of course, we have had this uh, unique advantage of being one fund across the globe structure, mm-hmm. where we work as one team. So it's like, you know, like for example, on Nectar, Jishnu and I are together. Jishnu is in Menlo Park. I'm here yeah. in. So mm-hmm. there's very and because we from the very beginning know that Nectar is going to be a global company, and yeah. the founders are sitting in Singapore, by the way. So yeah. the idea is to ensure that the flow of knowledge from Valley to India and from India to Valley, and here in India I can support them on hiring and I can support them on everything. There, there in Valley we can support them the knowledge that you know if you are building a sales tech solution, this is how you should build. Why don't you start talking to the Sales leaders in the valley from the very very early on. So mm-hmm. those are the kind of things we will do, and and we are uniquely positioned to do that because we are the single fund across the globe structure. Hiring is what we support in opening door, create getting them access to mentors, getting them to talk to multiple mentors, and then finally being the sounding board that lot of solutioning on on this any SaaS or irrespective any startup happens through first principle thinking. And a bit of an experience from seeing early stage companies throughout your life, and then which I think nice. multiple VC companies will have. Our our advantage on this fourth point is more around the fact that we were at the forefront from the very beginning of this trend, which we had identified back in two thousand seven eight, mm-hmm. that India to global and SaaS products will be big. Yeah, that we have a lot more wealth of knowledge to be shared with the companies than you know like yeah. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, and and I think Anand, this has been really, really, really insightful uh, discussion. A lot, of, lot of things came out. Good, good perspectives. So on that note, I would like to have lightning questions. I have three, and it's not, it's not about. Uh, okay. Yeah, they are not about SaaS. <laughs> like, oh, okay. uh, and then uh, <laughs> I'm even more scared. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's normal. Yeah. So first one, yeah. So what, Anand? Like, what do you know about your work now? that you wish you would have known when you first started yeah the amount of amount of time spent talking to people mm-hmm. just talking to people i knew it will be individualistic it will be learning but 
you know, and not in a negative way, very positive way. I love talking to people, mm -hmm. but I did not know that people will be so receptive. Like, you know, like I, I ping a very, very senior founder of a company and he opens up and we talk and we just yeah. talk. And then many times this has, doesn't have any agenda. He knows that Nexus is not going to fund them. He's probably series D, series E, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I am happy to ping him on LinkedIn and say that, you know, this is what a company problem is facing. Can you, so for example, and this is people, I think we know from Cloud Jerry, who was sitting in Valley now in Cisco, having sold his company to that, that, hey, you seem to have moved the company from here to there on sales tech side. What should we be doing? I want to just pick your brain. And next day the meeting was set and so yeah, amount, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. The amount of time we speak and talk to people and gain knowledge from each other is, uh, is magnitude different from what I, I would have guessed is there. Yeah. Yeah, I totally back that. I've been doing the same. <laughs> uh, yeah. You on LinkedIn, I was like, hey, Sunil, you saw yeah. <laughs> seem to yeah. be doing some interesting stuff. Why don't we talk? And yeah. We talked. So. Yeah. That's, that really helps. Yeah, so second one, like, what did your biggest professional failure teach you? Let me think which one. I have had so many failures. <laughs> that, that's really great, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think my startup. I did a startup on FinTech, uh, which was called Loan Social. It was uh -huh. a lending platform. I could not raise fund, incidentally and ironically so, because now I sit on the other side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> the challenge and what it taught me was essentially that grit matters much more than, you know, like just the thinking and just the pedigree and everything else. Mm -hmm. Because we sort of ended up folding the company in what like, would be probably between six to eight months, eight months sort of thing, mm -hmm. because we thought that, and you will have every reason to tell yourself that this is not working because of X, Y, Z. And because of that, this will never work, mm -hmm. but you have to overcome that only in our case, we thought we were in the middle of that cycle when 2016 funding mm -hmm. had dried down, no VCs were funding this thing. And, uh, and we were in, in our mind, we had set up that, you know, char paanch fintech ke bet laga chuke, some major VCs, nobody is going to fund us. Without fund, we are not able to grow it. And uh, what do we do and what do we do? And we quit. And now those same ideas, they have become big. So now when I look back, it's easy to think, hey, if only we have, would have done this for some time, more time, we would have been successful. Mm -hmm. The answer was no, you just did not show grit. And now when I look for my entrepreneur, the, one of the largest or the biggest quality I want to see is that how much grit he has. It's a very right. soft quality to judge, but I try to push and deepen on that and try to figure out that how much grit would that entrepreneur have. That's, that's nice. Yes. And, and the last one, like what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve? Talking to people again goes back to the first. Mm -hmm. Like I have, and that was my first learning at uh, consulting. You consulting what you have to, you know, like suddenly go into a company and tell them that in 20, 30 days that they, you know, more than what they know in 40 years. Mm -hmm. the easiest way to do is it doesn't come through books. Yeah. It doesn't come through secondary learning at all. It just comes to amount of experience you can gain by talking to people who have been there and done that. Yeah. It's insanely higher than any other more. Yeah. You get unfiltered access to information, right? So that's, that's the goal. Other person, other person will be, should be open to talk to you. And yeah. Anyway, but I think I, yeah, I think in my experience, I, I reached out to, I, I talked to like a lot of people as, as just like you. And in my experience, at least people are open. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the other thing is like, if people shoot you down, like they, they say that they're not interested, there are always more people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, and you will be surprised. You will be pleasantly surprised when you start reaching out to people. That people do respond. Yeah. 